0: I, I regret asking that. Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to
1: get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy.
2: Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the Dusty Balloon is less
3: bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends, what have I lost? lost? Facial
0: hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen.
3: So Yeah, that's the one that Rock
1: is just sweaty the whole time. Yeah. You've
2: got that good, good, pointy Jafar
1: beard. I've got three pages of AMA citations.
3: This is the Debate This Podcast.
2: Hello and welcome to Debate This, a show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games and how enjoyable Brie Larson is as captain Marvel and a human being in general, Brie, uh, if you can at me about that, I think that that's just great. Um, Brie Larson <laughs> she, is best.
1: She is. She is a treasure.
2: Shannon's just looming behind Todd, shaking her head <laughs> for everyone at home. We're, we're just lucky to live at the same time as Brie Larson lives. <laughs> so, OK, so as some of you may or may not know uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is slated to begin filming for the Eternals later this summer. You may not know what the Eternals are. And you know what? That's OK. I don't know that's, what the Eternals totally are. That's totally fine. No, I assumed That's so. That's okay, Andrew.
3: <laughs> Todd just said so. <laughs> Hooray. So,
2: well, <laughs> well, having said that, I am here as your Papa Bear storyteller. And uh, and today, Papa's gonna take care of you. I'm out. Yeah, yep. I'm not, <laughs> I was waiting
1: for that. <laughs> There's a me-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so let's let's go back a little bit. So a few weeks ago, our Resident Kingdom Heart enthusiast Andrew Henderson took us on a three-hour dive into a lore-filled nightmare detailing the entire story of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah,
1: I'm never going to get that time back.
2: Neither are we. And we we skipped over a lot.
1: I would like to pose one correction. Ex-Kingdom Hearts
2: enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's recovering Kingdom Hearts enthusiast, Andrew Henderson. Um, and, and so to cope with that at the time, I double-fisted NyQuil and beers uh, to handle what was going on. And so today, I'm going to do that to you, but with less need for self-medication um while we talk about the Eternals i want to give a kind of a, an overview of who they are what's going on and so allowing me to talk at them today about a franchise obscure to most of us are Kyle the Flesh Harper Andrew Thundergirl Henderson and Matt Meltman Cole with the power of melting <laughs> i'm really
3: disappointed that no one was uh, the stinky diver.
2: You know, I thought about it, but like that's <laughs> Kyle's tough. We are
1: all of us the stinky diver.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all of us collectively. So, do you guys know anything about the Eternals?
0: Not a thing. I know more. I know much more about the Eternals than I did about Kingdom
3: Hearts. Um, I don't know that much about the Eternals. I know more about them than those two. But probably not as much as Todd.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I, um, so full admission. I knew a little bit about him to start this, and then I've done a lot of research, um, (laughs) a lot of shoddily made YouTube videos where people are talking over like comic strips that are like passing in the background.
1: The best kinds. My favorite. How many
2: spools of red yarn are on your wall? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm in the corner. Well, so we're gonna get into some of that actually. But well, my. Well, my goal is to kind of give you a, a background in who they are, you know, maybe some of the big names, some of the some of the concepts and then talk about, you know, how they might fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because they are filming starts the end of this summer, like the the August, I think, uh, 2019. And it's supposed to come out as one of the two slated movies in 2020. I don't know if they've set the full date yet, um, but that is my understanding. Stop me so, if I'm getting ahead of you. Yeah.
3: Have any of the Eternals appeared in the um, MCU yet?
2: So I'm going to say yes with an asterisk on that. And I will come back to that. I'm glad I'm glad you asked that. So let's I'm going to jump into some of the background um, and then we'll kind of go from there. So much like Todd,
0: can you mm -hmm. can you hold on a second? Yeah. Are you good? Okay. All right
2: sweet thanks <laughs> i want everyone to know we're recording at saturday at 3 p.m. typically we record i to like...
0: work at 6
2: <laughs> <laughs> my man so to kind of get things started the the Eternals were created by jack kirby about 30 years ago which if that is the only sentence that i had to say about the origin of the Eternals that would be awesome but it's not cuz there's a lot more context there for those who have kept track of Jack Kirby's resume, um, <laughs> which no one did, some people do. Uh, he, but you I did. know this. Yeah, did, I, and that's I what did. Matters. In this one, so he left Marvel in 1970 and worked for DC for a bit, where he created their New Gods storyline, which specifically um, that is where the DC villain Darkseid came from, which everyone knows huh. who or at least of Dark Side.
1: He's like, he's like Apocalypse,
2: right? Uh, yeah, kind of like Apocalypse, but more, more like Th- Thanos. I mean, oh, okay. there's been some, some pretty correct, pretty direct, I think ties to. Yeah, DC's to- got
3: two kind of like outer space, big bads that mm-hmm. are vaguely similar, but different. Okay. Why, why did Jack Kirby leave DC, Todd?
2: Um, well, I, I don't necessarily know why he left, but I can tell you what he did when he did leave. Okay. He he came back to Marvel, um, and after creating the New God storyline in the 70s, he created the Eternals in the, like, late 70s, early 80s, which effectively, I mean, it had huge parallels to it. So... Huge parallels, direct ripoff. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, I mean, there, there's... As we talk more about the Eternals, you'll be able to see, like, the the Eternals are effectively gods of the Marvel Universe, so um, needless to say, he liked what he did so much, he did it twice.
1: So this is like a a Dante's Peak heat kind of thing, or...
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm trying to think of what's a, what is a good other, like, comic book, you know, comparison, but I mean, every... Every DC hero is also in Marvel as a different hero and vice versa. The
3: example I can think of to compare this is in the eighties, John Fogarty got sued by his record label for sounding too much like Creedence Clearwater revival, the band he was also the lead singer and songwriter (laughs)
1: for. Yeah.
3: so (laughs) And that's what this is like. It's the same guy making the same thing but under a different company, so he had to oh. change
2: the names a
1: little. Gotcha. Like my favorite song, Smooth, by Matchbox 20.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So so needless to say, there are definitely comparisons between the DC's New Gods and Marvel's the Eternals. And, I mean, if, if you kind of look at some of the specifics of what we'll talk about, you may see those connections. Um, I do not know much about DC's... Uh, new gods so that's not really the topic of today's conversation but you get to tuck that knowledge away into your uh, little knowledge pouch your uh, your knowledge flap i already forgot it that's enough all right we're done good good so the the base origin of the eternals are that they you know millions and mil- millions of years ago they they are effectively evolved superhumans that were created by the celestials um, from I think what they called proto humans, so like the like Neanderthals in the evolutionary chain. Um, celestials turned those, you know, pre-humans into eternals as a means to defend the earth.
1: Who are and who are the celestials? Is that like just like the first peoples?
2: So the celestials celestials are these cosmic beings, which we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit here. They are these these supreme beings all across the universe that are like Holding all this power. Oh, gotcha.
1: Oh, that's the the big baby head man.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's that, that's the that's the uh, the the Watcher. Yeah, um, isn't he one of those? That is. I don't know if he's technically a celestial. He's not listed as one of the original ones, but he could be in the Marvel Cinematic he Universe. An eternal,
3: or is he not an eternal either? I thought. He oh, was I an thought eternal. no. I was pretty sure the Watcher was a celestial.
2: He might be a celestial They So there's like the original seven celestials in the Marvel universe. But I think then they've branched out and the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe has made more people celestials, more things celestials. So maybe, maybe not um, listeners at me. If the the watcher is a celestial, I, I honestly don't know for the purpose of this. He he wasn't one of the ones that created the Eternals back in the 70s. So um, there's there's at least that. Uh, but anyway, the Eternals were created by the Celestials as basically these human-esque people that were to defend Earth. So the Celestials experiment on humanity to create Eternals has now been used to explain how certain humans develop superpowers. And and that kind of uh, retcon would include Titanians and Uranians, which are going to matter a little bit later. Um, those were <laughs> beings that lived on yeah, this so this is the only now how this, s- yeah.
3: how strong are Titanians compared to tungsten?s <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I I deserve that. Callback. that. <laughs> I I deserve that. Um, we'll actually I'll just I'll leave that part there because we're gonna talk more about um beings that are Titanians here a little bit later. But the the point being that outside of their run in the eighties the Eternals didn't really have much traction as a Marvel franchise. It just kind of ended without resolution because it didn't really do that well. Uh, and honestly, it was, they were kind of left alone until they were revisited in a Thor comic later, um, where they kind of tied up some of the loose ends and, and gave us a bit more information, but they were left bare and, and not really used until Oh six, um, in a miniseries that updated their role in the Marvel universe. So, that was kind of what set the stage of them being viewed as kind of gods on earth or gods in the universe for, um, the Marvel universe. And, and yeah, they were just, it didn't do well. It, they didn't sell, but apparently Kevin Feige has said that he's a big Eternals fan. Um, which whether that's true or not, might just be his way of being like, no, it's going to be a great movie. Cause I'm a fan <laughs> or it could be his way of saying, no, we're going to do this because i make you all the money
1: i guess you could argue like guardians of the galaxy nobody knew what the hell that was so they can it's a clean slate
3: yeah they can they can pull what they want and leave what they want on the cutting board and make a good thing
1: question for clarification yeah do 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 the milky way planets like do our does our solar system exist in the marvel universe
2: i believe so um so we're going to talk about tight tight titanians because and like that like titan Titan,
1: saturn's titan or is that thanos's titan
2: um i think they're the same thing in this in this like realm i think they say that titan um is like a moon of saturn and titan is the like like his home world and that just could be them crossing ideas at some point to answer
3: to like accurately answer your question
2: the universe we <laughs> you are. Just got on that <laughs> <shoulders>. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know about Titan.
3: I don't know about Titan and Titan. But I do know like our universe, like we are in a specific universe in the Marvel multiverse that like comic book char- characters have crossed over um, to our universe. Like Peter Parker has met like Tobey Maguire and been like Spider Man. And then like. Went off back into the multiverse again. So, like, we are a specific universe in the multiverse. Um, the Marvel comic universe is its own universe that has many of the same properties as ours, but is not the same place.
1: So, do we have Tobey Maguire? Is that is <laughs> he ours?
3: Toby Toby Maguire is here. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So to to go a little further on that,
0: Earth six one six is the main continuity. Mm-hmm. Of Marvel and I think that Earth 616 is like based on the current Earth and so our solar system exists inside of the galaxy that Earth 616 is in but because Marvel is so much larger than just the Milky Way I think that there is the possibility of both a Titan that is Saturn's moon and a Titan that is a planet outside of the galaxy I don't know which one Thanos lives on. Got it.
2: Yeah. So, so the story is so the story of the creation of the Eternals is pretty pretty set that they do reference Titan, the moon of Saturn. But I think as it's gone on, um, they've kind of grayed those lines. Like in Avengers: Infinity War, like Titan that they're on is I'm pretty sure not the Titan that is the moon of Saturn. However, that's so in the weeds that I don't think it matters. Yeah. And if they were to reference Titan in like the Eternals movie, they're not going to make it the moon of Saturn. Got they're it. just going to be like, this is a planet called Titan to worry more about it is to put more exposition in that no one needs. Cool. Yeah. Um. So uh, to talk about the origin. So, like I said, the Eternals were created by, um, Celestials. And so these all powerful beings in the universe called Celestials um, they visited earth 5 million years ago to conduct these experiments on proto humans. So like early stages of evolution for humans. Um, and they created two different races. So they created the eternals who look mostly human. They live effectively forever. Um, and they have superpowers so super strength, super speed, durability, blah, blah, blah. And then they also created the, what are called the deviants, which are visibly deformed, Um, the versions effectively of Eternals. They're so very similar, but they look gross.
0: You mean there is a foil character to the main character?
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. And, and you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to jump the shark and get ahead of myself and just tell you, I think the biggest storylines of the Celestials are them or of the Eternals are them just dealing with the deviants. Like that's, that's probably why it didn't do well because like you've created good character and bad character and now they fight. (laughs) Well, oh. <laughs> if cool. it fits it ships for Great. one low flat rate. Yeah. Um but you you know you talked about the Celestials and so the Marvel Cinematic Universe has introduced some Celestials. So um of you know to note the one that is probably the most um prominent would be Ego the Living Planet, um Peter Quill's father. He is a Celestial.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Got it. Yeah.
2: And so so I mean there are definitely some other ones that You know, so there's Ego, the Living Planet. Um, We have, I think I actually, I I talk a little bit about them later, so I don't want to get too ahead of that. Um, But I guess the other ones that that are of note, in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, they go to nowhere, which is actually the severed head of a celestial that is floating in outer space. Yep. Yep. Um, The being that held the Power Stone and, like, destroyed a whole planet in the flashback of Guardians of the Galaxy... From the collector, um that is most likely a celestial. And then we haven't seen him yet, but Galactus um would also be considered a celestial. I was going to ask: oh. Is Galactus
3: a celestial?
2: Yeah, I don't know if he originally was, but I'm pretty sure he is now, like considered yeah. one because that's a, he eats planets. Yeah, like, dude, like <laughs> you're, you're a celestial. Like, so I, I mean, I want
3: to. I'll, I'll clear clear up. Um, some multiverse stuff while we're, <laughs> while we're so our universe in the marvel multiverse is we are on earth um 199,999 that is our universe according to the marvel multiverse theory and the um let me find the movie the movie universe is its own universe mm-hmm. that and- one is 1999.99
0: Earth nineteen nineteen nine nine shit. Earth nineteen ninety nine oh, ninety nine yes, is the MCU Merc.
3: Sorry. I'm sorry, that is the MCU. That's the one I the one I said is not us, but the movies. And then I hate we this. are I hate this. It's <laughs> this is very important stuff. And then we are Earth uh twelve eighteen. That is our continuity.
2: So so the reason why those things, I think, are all really important is because they can do wonky shit in different universes like the Marvel zombies storyline and like the what if storyline. And that's how you end up with Marvel teams that are both, you know, Wolverine and old man Logan. Like they pull they pull people from other realities. It is
3: it is the also the foundation of uh, the Spider-Verse movie that yeah, that all that they pull from like actual continuities of alternate comic universes in that movie. Um, very well, might I add. Spider-Verse was incredible.
2: Yeah, it was. So something, something else to pull from this before we kind of go on. So for Eternals, they, they aren't fully immortal, but they might as well be because they basically live forever. They can breed with regular humans because most of them even look pretty human. But when an Eternal um, makes a child with a normal human, it is a human child with normal you know longevity durability except for there was one specific exception um but i i honestly i didn't know about it and i'm not going to go into it because i don't think it matters and if that ends up being the plot of the eternals then i'm sorry i've wasted everyone's time <laughs> so we'll, we'll
3: properly punish todd if that is the case
2: we'll we'll go back and we'll do a specific wiki reading of um the the child of thena so not worried about it So we've got the Eternals and we've got the Deviants. Um, Eternals being the good guys, Deviants being like the, you know, the ugly cousins. So as things tend to go, a civil war breaks out between the Eternals. Um, There is kind of a conflict of, you know, we are these like long living basic gods on Earth. We should rule over these races.
0: And so this is not this is not the Eternals versus the Deviants. This is no versus Eternals.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's like the union and the union's angry cousin got against, it. you know, one <laughs> another. Um and so you basically got these two brothers, um, Kronos and Uranos. Um, and they are con- they're conf- in conflict over we should rule over them and we should not rule over them. So Uranos being the aggressive brother, um, is the one that's like, no, we're gonna rule over them. We are the ultimate people here. Um, well, Kronos won. And he's like, you get the heck out of here. Uranus goes to build a society on Uranus. Um, so see how that, ah, that, nice. that kind of works. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, they're out there, they're doing a colony thing at Uranus, whatever. Um, ultimately they're like, no, we're going back to earth. We're going to, we're going we're gonna to go back. And so on their way back, they were attacked by a Cree ship um, and they were forced to land on a moon of Saturn. So that moon's name is Titan. And so that's how okay. they end up on Titan. Ultimately, now, some other important notes while we're here, um, those Kree captured an Eternal, made it to Earth and did some experiments on some humans on Earth. And that's actually what created the Inhumans. The failed TV show, if, if anyone yeah, the saw fa- that. <laughs> oh, man. But, but the
3: pretty good comic book series.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's you know, and I don't know if that was the original story, if they retconned that in later or not, but that is, that is ultimately what did take place. So that's kind of how the inhumans came from the eternals, which came from the celestials. Um, and we'll come back to, to the Kree eventually. Um, but anyway, at this point now you've got these eternals on Titan, the, the moon of Saturn. So back on earth, you've got Kronos, the winning brother. Um, he's doing like science experiments and doing his shit, you know, and as one would expect, a large release of energy explodes and activates latent genes in the Eternals. It does. You know, classic. As as you um, do. Mm-hmm. And so, I think what's bigger here is that explosion. Um, completely destroys Kronos's, you know physical body and leaves him immaterial. And so everything that I could see, he kind of looks like Dr. Manhattan, but he's made out of space and time. Um, he <laughs> is, he of is <laughs> he, instead of being giant and blue, he's just like galaxy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So he, he just physically, yeah, physically does not exist. He's just a concept of space and time. So they need a new leader. Um, the Eternals of Earth, Or, you know, I think they refer to Earth as as Terran as well. Um, They need to find a new leader. So the Eternals have the ability to meld into one singular form called the Unimind, because that makes sense.
1: All of these all of these names are so like incredibly obvious. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: I'm going to jump in here. And um, I I do believe Stanley has gone on record to say him and Jack Kirby were doing a lot
1: of drugs It's like That's like me saying like this guy has a hammer I'm gonna call him hammer guy
0: I, I love it though because it's so Like it's it's so Two dudes in 1979 Doing yep. A shitload of LSD Saying <laughs> what if they all Came together and became One
3: mind like a unified mind holy shit <laughs> a unimind how much yeah. how much pink floyd can i play behind matt saying that before uh, <laughs> we, we get taken off spotify i don't know but i'm willing to take the risk and find out
2: and like they there's talk i mean the unimind is kind of a thing that happens i guess they're just able to meld into this being of the unimind and the picture of it looks weird it's like a like a big brain floating and this is like this is different neon suit this is
1: different than the big baby man right
2: not the same thing. Just forget. We're not going to mention. We're not going to mention the watcher ever again. Okay. Not in this podcast is this, today. Second um, question.
1: Is this Zordon? It, it's
2: not.
3: It's, I mean. It's not Zordon, imagine, but it might also be Zordon. Yeah. But like, like the way the
2: Unimind talks, the Unimind definitely talks like those floating brains in Futurama.
3: Okay.
0: Sweet.
2: Okay. So you've got all the existing Eternals of Earth. They have melded together to decide which one of Kronos' sons would rule either Zurus or Alars. Um, The Unimine chooses Zurus, And so Alars, feeling like slighted, is like, you know what? Peace out. I'm going to go to Titan where the other Eternals are, and I'm going to join up there because if I hang out here, I think I'm going to be angry and we're going to have another civil war. No one wants that. So Alars, he's like, I'm out. So good guy that Alars decides to leave.
3: I'm going to jump in one more time and say... Get it. The names... These names are worse than, like, the shuffled up names with added X's from
2: (laughs) Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Um, There are going to be some pretty cool names later, but yeah. Um, Zuras and Alars. I'm just, like, I'm waiting
1: for... A name that i recognize and it's not happening
2: um you're not gonna get that for andrew's like at least another 10 minutes Andrew's like <laughs> floating out in this like
3: <laughs> like looking for anything he can to cling, grab like a point of anything. reference he can i'm lost through. in a
1: cul-de-sac and i'm just waiting every turn to be like that's the turn that i recognize a street <laughs> and i'm not recognizing the streets and i'm very scared
2: Well, so let me give you some more some more names then. So Alars ends up going back to Titan, the the, you know, the moon of Saturn, and he actually finds out that that whole civilization of Eternals that had been there are gone. Um there's been some sort of war that has taken place. It, it supposedly was started by the Moon Dragon, but nope. I didn't know <laughs> Nope, fucking it's not rad. a moon Dragon. There's not a Moon <laughs> Dragon. Yeah, was. Nope. Guys, this is my favorite Dragon <laughs> Force album. <laughs> so so I I have the show notes and if you if you go through what I've written, I have not made any mention of the Moon Dragon because I'm like fuck it, not even touching it. I don't want to know, but that's me telling you there was I more.
1: It. I hate the Moon um, Dragon.
2: <laughs> anyway, to there are the the Titanian uh, Eternals are gone. Alars shows up to Titan and finds only one soul surviving woman named Suisan, um, S U I hyphen S A N. So I assume that's Suisan. So apparently since they're the only two people on this literal, they're the literally only two people on this planet, they fall in love. That's, you know, that's how it works. How You're the last two people on earth, yep. you know? And so they decide to repopulate the planet with new Titanian Eternals. Um, a sub-note that, that everything I read and watched said is that the Eternals that they create on Titan are not as powerful as the Earth-based Eternals, but were more powerful than the Eternals that have been there before. I don't know if that's important. For all the, that we know, that could be one of those, like, each symbiote creates a stronger symbiote thing. Sometimes it totally matters. Sometimes it totally doesn't. But that's just it's the It's just, thing. like, the byline they put in, so it's like, this is how we're fighting power
3: creep. Like we're not; <laughs> these aren't more powerful guys. Calm down. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So who who knows? Um, and so so I kind of a, so back on Earth we have Zurus who is the Earth based Eternals, and what's important because this is all still like millions of years in the past. Zerus's rule under his rule there are three, um, Eternals cities that were built. Um, because the original one was leveled when Kronos exploded himself. Um, Olympia, which is in Greece which has often been like the bridge between Marvel's Olympians, the Eternals and other Marvel heroes. So if you think like Hercules and Zeus Mm -hmm. and those things, they come from Greece, which has often been linked to Olympia, which Marvel's pretty vague about like what their power background is. So who knows? They could also be listed as Eternals. I couldn't find anything that actually said what the story of Hercules, the Marvel hero in his true origin in 2019 is. I'm not going to look anymore. I can't Google Hercules Marvel history <laughs> any longer. I have too many tabs open. Um, but anyway, under Xerxes' rule, three more eternal cities were built. Olympia in Greece, Polaria in Siberia, and Oceania in the Pacific Ocean.
1: So how many eternals are we down to at this point?
2: Uh, there's a whole society. Okay, I mean, so, there's, there's, yeah, there's, it's not like five.
1: Okay, it's, it's like there's a shit ton
2: yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay. um, and so, but this is all still happening, you know, five million years ago, or whatever. Um, and that kind of all is just the story for a long time. And then the next time jump takes us to eighteen, thousand years ago from where we're currently at. So the celestials return back to Earth to be like, "Hey, let's see how things are going. There's been like one and a half civil wars. I wonder what's up. Um, and when they get there, the celestials are attacked by the deviants that are like chilling there. And so now it's celestials versus the deviants, the bad things they created all the while eternals are trying to help save like human lives on earth. That's kind of their thing. They're trying to play interference and and be good guys. That's actually super important. And and I'll mention it later in some speculation, but during that war, the um, area that Oceana was in ends up getting destroyed and and I don't know if this is true canon or not, or if this is just going to end up being a stretch. But parts of Oceana contains the Atlanteans, yes. which end up in the lost city of Atlantis, like kind of Na- thing. Namor yeah. and
1: all those guys. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, so oh, we did it. So that's we found it. Yeah, so I found you, a name. you, you <laughs> solved. You, there's one. There's one. You get a penny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's you get a sticker now. So. The only other, you know, I think important chronological timeline thing that happens there is they, when they reintroduce the Eternals, and I forget at what point when this was, Thor runs into some of them a thousand years ago, but because reasons in comic books, they mind, the Celestials mind wiped him and said like, oh, you never knew that these things even happened. like. That's their weird way of. I'm sure at some point in time he remembered, and they're like, "We tried to hide that information to protect you." That's like
3: the line in Star Wars that they wiped mm-hmm. um, C3PO and R2D2's memory. Yeah, to, to yeah. like that hand is, wave over why. That is exactly why, what it is. Why none of
2: none of that makes any sense? And he,
1: he done he done got Norded. He got Norded.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got, got got the Nord treatment. Okay, so this is all kind of me trying to tell a story to get you ready for the movie that'll happen in like a year and a half. There are already some plot synopsis, um, statements. There's already a list of potential characters. So I wanted to pick out five characters that I think have a pretty good odd of, uh, they they all have good odds of showing up in the movie just so you kind of know who they are. So you're like, Oh, I've, I've heard that name or I've seen that person. Um, the first one is Icarus which is actually spelled Icarus with a K and an I. Um, uh, it's, it's yeah. Well, and it gets, and it gets better. So all these, does he have wings and fly too close to the sun? No. Um, he is a Superman esque kind of like creature. Um, very pretty situation. Like, you know, um, anyway, he's like the, the original eternal. He's in issue one. And so his backstory is while fighting deviants near Greece, um, Icarus, you know, met a woman and fell in love with her and had a son who was named Icarus. <coughs> yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> so Icarus loved to like fly through the air with his father. So his father, who at that point didn't have a name, apparently, builds him mechanical wings and everything goes great. Right. Yeah. So and nothing um, goes wrong
1: and everyone's happy.
2: Yeah. So that's the exact story. Like his son tries to use the mechanical wings to like go and help his dad or something and ends up in the atmosphere or whatever. He dies. So, um, Icarus takes on the name as homage to his dead son, um, who he killed kind of when you think about it, he loaded the gun and gave it to him. So,
0: yeah, no, I will agree. I Googled Icarus Marvel and this is someone who is very designed to be a pretty character.
2: Yeah. He's when you, when you, like flowing blonde hair, like pretty God-like chiseled face. Yeah. Um, very Dorito shaped.
3: Like,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, another fun fact that I picked up while kind of researching some of these characters, apparently Icarus was also part of the original team that first met and was thought to have destroyed apocalypse. Oh,
0: so that's like a, that a fun,
2: like, yeah. Apocalypse who like lives forever and is worshiped as a God. Um, and I, I don't think he's not a deviant. He might be a deviant. Who the fuck knows at this point? I don't know. Yeah. Um, the
0: Fantastic so, Four certainly doesn't know.
2: Was we're, we're that playing the Fantastic Four cool movie?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's all. So um, can so, I ask this question? Yeah. Is, is the purpose of this to connect it to everything else? Or is the, is the purpose of this to be an isolated story?
2: So I can. Can you hold the question until the question answer portion of the presentation? Deal. <laughs> that because specifically because I, I've kind of got in the end of this some, some speculation that I have and that okay. is a thing that I that is a specific cool. question we'll that I'm we'll ready to present and ask got it okay keep um, going. so four other characters that I think are could be important so another one is Cersei um, Cersei also super powerful lives forever blah blah um, she can manipulate things at a molecular and an atomic level so think Magneto but for everything like and not just like manipulate things but like change things into other things and so um Circe she is canonically placed throughout lore and history um and like examples include uh she met Homer and inspired the Odyssey um sure. of course it, and it, yeah cuz like in in the Odyssey where there was Circe who turned um Homer's or uh, yeah who turned um men into pigs and yeah. locked um, she was also the one who locked imps in Pandora's box and Cersei is canonically also the one that helped Merlin defend Camelot in the court of King Arthur.
1: So like <laughs> she's the forest That's Gump of awesome. the Marvel universe. Yeah. No, no. This is
2: great. Yeah. She's, she's either the forest Gump of the Marvel universe or she's like Wolverine for all the historical American wars. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. There could literally be a cutscene montage of her, like just doing that stuff, which I
0: have to say might be one of my favorite and the coolest scenes Ever in a Marvel movie. Of, I liked it. Uh, Wolverine and Sabretooth fighting in all the American wars. Was
3: it hokey? Goddamn right, but it, I loved it. I am a, such a sucker for things like that, though, when it's like, this person was threaded throughout all of history and not like we called her many names, but it was always the same person. I'm such a sucker for that. And it's it's cheesy and awful every time, and I love
1: it. That was what was so cool about The Watchmen because they, they took that a step further and they're like, what if we had this, like, you know, unstoppable force, Who are, and, he, like, Dr. Manhattan wins the Vietnam yeah. War, and that creates the alternate timeline? And right, that's really, yeah. It's right. such a cool concept.
2: Well, if you like that idea, wait until I tell you about Makari. Nope, I'm off so, the wagon again. <laughs> so so Makari, who, again, like, kind of in this graying of the line of the Eternals become true gods and viewed as gods, um, he has super speed, and he's actually been called Mercury as well. And so his thing is like over the, you know, billions of years, um, millions of years, whatever they end up calling it, he just kind of hangs out and sometimes intervenes in society to protect people. So he was taught philosophy by Plato and he has also been like placed in historical events and watched them go down like the Trojan horse. Um, the reign of Vlad the Impaler, and he was also present at the Alamo. Okay. Oh, that's so good! Like so just good. like stuff. Good. And in like,
1: was he wearing a again, little, was he wearing like a Davy Crockett hat?
0: <laughs> no, I want him to be a I, I want him to be a celestial tourist with like flip flops <laughs> and a camera. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: <laughs>
2: well, and it's and it's just so funny too because I mean, you think if if these are creatures that are effectively immortal, um, they've just watched this stuff happen. So those are at least like three of the, the good guys that I think you'll probably see um, show up. And so a couple a couple baddies. So Crow is the leader of the Deviant race, and he is very, very so much uh, a Deviant. Um, he's a pretty prominent shapeshifter in that most shapeshifters, it's like, oh, if they're shot or they're unconscious, they go back to their normal um, default appearance. He is not that. He can maintain his his set appearance of whatever he chooses to be for funsies, he likes to show up as a devil to people. Um, so he, I think he's actually been rumored to be like the devil because again, he can just do that. I could not find like, again, I think the, the eternals and the deviants were created pretty two dimensionally to begin with. So it was really hard to find like famous storylines that weren't X fights. Y. Right. Um, yeah. Until at least later when they're like, Oh, we've got this, this, you know, this product that we need to do something with and make it better. Right. Um, so the the fifth one and the last one I want to talk about is Druig. Um, and so Druig is kind of exactly what you were you were saying. I think it was Kyle where you're like, "I love watching things get set in history or whatever yeah. Um, so Druig, at last print um, in the in 2006, was serving as uh, deputy prime minister of Vororzaika, a fictional country in the ussr um, Good. So, like, he has been known to be a KGB agent and enjoys ter- torturing people. I think he is effectively, like, this timeless thing that keeps, like, reinventing himself as a terrible, like, being Yeah. in, ficti- in fictitious Russia um, and goes by the name Ivid Druig or Ivan Druig. They just, they just
1: changed one letter from Ivan Drago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, not, it's not like... like that's, well, no, yeah, that's, that's before be a- was
1: in the background as they were smoking weed and being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Let's put him in Varashnikov. Yeah, that's gonna
3: be that's gonna be a scene in the movie. Actually, is is uh, <laughs> this character? It's gonna be part of the montage. This character punching out a Sylvester Stallone look-alike.
2: Well, and you know his powers aren't anything that's super. So they all have like super durability, super strength, or something else like that. And and it's not like his powers are anything crazy over anyone else. But he just seems to be like a bad eternal, um, not not a deviant and. The early plot synopsis that I read said that he is rumored to be the big bad. I'll come back to like, I think what that could end up being, but what I do want to do is something we kind of started talking about is, you know, where does this kind of connect to the Marvel cinematic universe, right? So we've got this thing that's been built for over 10 years and now you're introducing a property that came to be 5 billion years ago. One of the early things I said is, you know, Celestials created the Eternals by experimenting on proto-humans. And like I said, we have at least three known Celestials in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is Ego, the Living Planet, the Severed Nowhere Head, um, where they're like mining brain matter out of it to do something with it, but we never really find out. And most likely that, that destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy that uses the Power Stone... Um, and like I said, honorable mention goes to Galactus because now Marvel should have his rights back. And I don't know how he's not a celestial, you know? So I think that's, that's one very clear example of how celestials exist in the Marvel cinematic universe. And they've like messed with things. I mean, ego was trying to do everything he wanted to take over the universe to make it more powerful for him. Whatever the plan was. Yeah.
1: Remind me which place was nowhere. Was that the forge or was that the, the place that they saw Thanos.
3: It's not where they saw Thanos. It's It's where where the collector lives.
2: Yeah. Okay. So they did see, they did see Thanos there in infinity. War. That's where he turns his gun into
1: bubbles. Yeah,
2: Yeah. 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 So, and so that's kind of one of the things that makes me think, so, I mean, we, you know, there's, there are other powerful beings in the Marvel cinematic universe that are probably not celestials, but could potentially be eternals. Right. So we have the collector. Um, you know, we have, what was Jeff Goldblum's character, the game master, the grand master Grand master. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we've got super powerful beings. Um, I mean, and heck, if they wanted to take another weird way, they could tie like Thor's world in like the Asgardians and like maybe Odin is a celestial, um, you know, or Asgard can be its own thing. But, you know, this at least tells you there are. There are Celestials in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We just don't know who could be... What they do. Eternals. Yeah, what they do. Yeah. Why? Yeah.
0: So then they could tie in a new Men in Black movie... About <laughs> the oh, men boy. in black pulling the eternals out of everyday citizens, because it's what this is starting to sound like. <laughs> well,
2: so so let's so I'll I'll go a little bit deeper here too and talk about more connections of celestials. So um I know we talked about this before we started um recording. Andrew and I have seen Captain Marvel. I know you two have not. It is comic book canon that the celestials not just created the eternals and the deviants, they also created the Kree and the Skrulls by experimenting on proto versions of their races as well. Hmm. So basically, there's now been a foundation laid that if any weird culture race has a special power or ability or something exceptional, the celestials probably messed with them. Um, so the fact that the scrolls can like shapeshift, celestials did that. So the, Go ahead,
1: you're just going you're
2: going to say Well, it. I was going to say the 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 fact that the, fact that the Kree are Super smart and have technological advances, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, they, don't, don't, know. they don't
1: have an inherent
2: ability. That was my question. I'd say they're probably super smart. I mean, okay. that seems, so seems that fair.
3: Before, yeah. before Captain Marvel, the two main Kree characters are
2: who? Ronin and um, Nebula? Is Nebula Kree? I don't know if Nebula is technically Kree because she's more like.
1: No. She's ne- more
2: robot than anything. Nebula, yeah, yeah,
1: Nebula's manufactured. Yeah, not fully. I, well,
2: no, not well fully. she
3: started as a biological person and then Mm. thanos replaced parts and her her so the only
2: reason i would say she's probably not Cree, and only because one i haven't looked i'll just lay that out but her comic book version looks very 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 different than what she looks like in the Mm. movies um and i think you look at the movie and you could say oh she might be Cree. you look at the comic books and she just looks weird um like all like all female superheroes <laughs> that were created in the past forty years, you know right um but the the point being that this kind of lays the ground that if Marvel wanted to explain something weird or a weird power or whatever, they can rely on the celestials and say that they messed with them. My point is the celestials are the fire emblem; they are everything they they could be nothing um you know that kind of leaves us there. I think the, the other point to take home here that kind of lay some groundwork is the Eternals have now in Marvel canon stepped into the roles of the gods of the Marvel Universe um, alongside Norse, Norse mythology and the Asgardians and Thor and the other Olympian gods like Hercules. But I think they're kind of graying those lines. Yeah. Yep. So we've kind of got gods, gods on Earth and, is, and is what Thor you would Thor is at. not an Eternal. No he's not, but he could be like that's the thing if they wanted to Marvel could blend those lines and decide they want to do that, and it would totally make sense um but in mm. Marvel comic Canon, no he is not
3: to go to touch on your celestials or the fire emblem and can do everything
2: um, <laughs> yeah there was
3: a I don't remember if it was the ultimate comic ultimate series of comics or the main series of comics, but it was the celestials were also behind the X gene as well. Yeah. Like they, that was, yeah. they were the reason um, and it was wildly unpopular and everyone was <laughs> mad. So they retconned it, but that was, <laughs> they
2: said, whoops, never mind." It's
3: like, um,
1: it's like if someone came out and said that there were little, uh, microscopic cells that allowed you to be connect with the force or not, that would yeah, be crazy. Yeah. It was,
3: yeah. it was about, it was about as upsetting to the fan base as midichlorians were. Um, so, well, but that was
0: like, Basically the plot of I think it was the first or second season of Agents of Shield
2: mm-hmm. that everyone had something and this was going to reactivate it. Yeah.
0: Like they are in humans. That's because mm-hmm. That was before they had the rights to say mutant because they had sold it to Sony yep. and so it was the interigen crystal. Yeah. That when it broke around you, it would activate a special gene inside of you.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, I thought. Wait, wait, I thought. I thought Fox had the rights for the mutants. Right. Did I
0: say? It? Yeah, you're you right. He said, you said Sony, Sony
2: had Spider Man. I bet. You're, yeah. you're definitely right. And
3: I think that's why people were so upset was because it made the X Men just like another in humans and not mm-hmm. their own thing. But like I said, it was wildly unpopular and everyone was mad. So they changed it.
2: And I would also go in on that. I think that when they started dumping, you know, gasoline on the fire that was in humans to, to try and like make that take. Route. i think that was when they thought we're not getting x-men back Yeah, we need something let's do this and now of course like they've kind of abandoned that i've not watched agents of shield since the beginning of the ghost rider season um so i don't really know where they're where they're at fun um, fun fact agents of shield apparently is like consistently the highest like ratings draw
3: show on television shoot it All is right. very good Like it is very it is good but it's like very very good but it, like Cons- like week after week, it just like brings in the numbers apparently, and I was very shocked to learn
2: that. So I want to get to another. Th- so no. I've got one more good tie-in nope. to the current Marvel Cinematic Universe that I think I think will have a name that Andrew remembers, and I want him to feel included. Um, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. So way way back when, remember when I talked about Alars and Suisan? Repopulating the moon of Saturn Titan Does that Does the name Alars Sound familiar Andrew Um, Yes So The callback I have here That kind of does tie The uh, Celestials To The Marvel Cinematic Universe In a big way In Avengers Infinity War The Red Skull Refers to Thanos As Thanos Son of Alars So That is because Uh, Yeah So like It's a very real Canonical thing That Thanos Is the son of Alars um, furthermore, when Thanos was born, he had this like purple, gross, grimace skin. He had been, uh, he had been transformed by like the, the deviant gene, which I think his mother might've been a deviant or something. Um, but like, and if anything, a dormant deviant gene activated in him and his mother was driven mad when she saw that he was born purple. Mm, yeah. Um, she had to be like taken away and like institutionalized. And so anyway, um, Years later, like she came back and tried to kill him um, because she's like, you, you, I can sense the evil in you. Like you're going to do all this terrible stuff. And um, Thanos's father stopped him. um, But all of that kind of fits into Thanos being referred to as the Mad Titan. Got it. Um, He's uh, Titan is his home world. He, his mother tried to kill him. He has this deviant gene in him. So okay. that is that is at least the most direct tie that we have from current Marvel Cinematic Universe to the Eternals. So we're all on the same page that this whole like
3: deviant thing is very like eugenics, right? Like, it's, yes,
0: it's
2: like, why would they do that? Yes. You know, why
1: would they create? Why would they create well, the deviants? What, what was to the to, purpose to go behind it?
2: <laughs> to go even worse, like if you really want to get into some shit, which they've. We'll do this. So when it was created in like the late 70s, all of the, unless they are an Eternal that like just looks different because like that's fun, all of the Eternals are white. Every yeah. last one of yeah. them. Not a single one in any picture I saw isn't white. And if they're not white, it's because they're like a blue monster yeah. or a green monster <laughs> or a red monster. Like yeah. they're all white. And so... What I do think is good, though, is in the casting right now that they've put out or they had put out, if there are any, there are very, very, very few race restrictions on what they're looking for in their actors and actresses. I think they've especially for a couple, they've not even listed like age range, Um, you know, like we are looking for, you know, a person who has this personality or whatever. They're not restricting um, race on any of these, at least that I saw, which is. Good knowing the history (laughs) being so problematic for what what they were doing. Yes. So now comes like the question of what does all this mean for the Eternals movie? Like what what could come from this? And so I've got a couple things that so there's there's some there was a rumor that we will meet one or two Eternals in Avengers Endgame. And I mean, I don't really know who that could be. But the two names that kind of stick out to begin but with one is like
3: I do <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, based upon what i what I like learned and what I know, so Icarus being like the main character seems like a pretty easy one. like if there's a timeless protector of Earth, Icarus could certainly be that timeless protector. Um, the other one is a name called Star Fox, which is not awesome. like Star Fox Final Destination, you know, <laughs> no that's, weapons. And that's how we get our Marvel-Nintendo crossover movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hell um, yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. And all our podcast dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> so there there was some, like, long, long, long ago when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy 2 um, and they had said, you know, you're going to meet Peter's dad. Um there was a lot of speculation as to who Peter Quill's dad would be um because it is actually Jason or Jason um in the the comic books but he's not important enough to make him the main character other people speculated it would be Star-Fox because Star-Fox is Thanos's younger brother. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and he's he's I think he's overall a good guy um in the the storylines but I remember um, I remember around that time too cuz there was a there was
3: like then the rumors that um, David Hasselhoff was on set. So there were all <laughs> yeah. like the rumors that David Hasselhoff was going to be Star Fox.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, question. So Thanos, we hear from Red Skull, is the son of Alars, correct? Yes. And Alars was one of the two people who repopulated the planet of Titan, correct? Yes. So, OK, yes, I understand that Star Fox is Thanos's younger brother, but because Thanos is the son of the two people who repopulated the whole planet, doesn't that mean he has like a whole planet's worth of younger siblings?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is like, okay, if there's one thing I learned from growing up in a strong Christian family, it's when they started talking about repopulating areas, it just got really fuzzy and they moved on. Um, and I'm wondering the yada yada, yada a, lot the a lot details. of the details. <laughs> Um, that there was, was like my a, there, that was where
3: my mind went too. Is like, I, I think the yeah. details of that were, are important.
1: I think it's more how like the Titans are technically Zeus's children because he just yeah. kind of threw on the threw them up one day. Yeah, like I think yeah. it's like that.
2: And let's let's just lay it all out on the table. You've seen any of those like Marvel family trees? Just with the X Men, oh, shit yeah. is so messed up. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it's it's so not important. It's super um, bonkers. Yeah, but that's your, your, your X-Men point is are right. are all Eskimo brothers. Okay. I just,
0: I wanted to make sure that I had the name, like I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't making things up and finding a flaw that didn't actually exist, but I'm happy to acknowledge that the flaw exists and then walk right by it and wave.
2: Yeah. And I think that's, that's the way it is. I mean, if they were to tell that sort of story, maybe he goes there with a group of people, Um, you know, who, whatever. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, I think another good, option would be Star Fox, him being like the the brother of Thanos. Um plus then we get some sweet space dog fights
3: and, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. he does a barrel roll. You get the the furry
2: crowd in. It's <laughs> it's great. I, and you know I think we're we you know we're trying to figure out like how do this how does this fit in. So um the next point I've got is that it's rumored to be set in the past. Like this is set as the origin of the Eternals. Um you know it, if we are meeting eternals a couple of internals in the end game we're obviously going to learn why why they're there in the you know the eternals movie and maybe it's one of those things where they sit on the sidelines and they as eternals they sit on the sidelines and they watch culture happen and they try not to get involved and then obviously this is such a big thing that that Thanos who is technically an eternal he has now interjected himself into the universe's happenings. And so the other Eternals now have to pay attention as well. I have two questions. Two questions. Let's hear them.
1: One, you're saying the Eternals sit back on the sidelines and watch. How is that different (laughs) than the Watcher? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I made it very clear we're not getting involved with that again No, and, and I mean, I, I don't know what the Watchers status is in the Marvel Universe Other than Stan Lee was talking to the Council of the Watchers or whatever oh, yeah. um, I mean, maybe they are also, maybe they are Celestials Maybe they are Eternals, who, who current, knows? I looked
3: it up when we talked about it uh, just now nice. current comic canon is the Watchers are their own extraterrestrial race that just yep. are collecting. They're yep. collecting knowledge. That's their whole yeah. um, shtick. Where the Eternals are a little more hands-on, but not. Got it. Not so so much.
1: Second is a real question. Um, what about what is Dormammu? Would
2: you? Would he's he, a demon? Oh, um, okay, so there are also yeah. demons
1: in this world. That's different from the deviants. <laughs> yeah, he's
2: demon from another. He's a demon from another uh. um, plane, which. I mean, I'm pretty sure all the Eternals and the Deviants exist just on like our plane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas Dormammu is literally from a different, So is that like Mephisto that stuff? I think so. I mean, I don't really know too much about the status of Mephisto, but yeah, like, I mean, Dr. Strange had to go to another plane to deal with, or I take that back in Dr. Strange. They were opening up like and summoning Dormammu to their, like our current plane from a different one. Okay. Um, yeah so (laughs) all right sounds good i regret asking Um, that well and and so the question is you know will this is going to be something set you know as the origin of the eternals which is cool um and then maybe it sets them into what they're doing now i don't know um but kind of to kyle's point where they talked about retconning the background of x-men um i kind of have the speculation that they're going to explain the Eternals as the origin of like everything. Yeah. Um, like they are going to use the Celestials giving power to proto humans to create Eternals and Deviants as this is how powers began, or this is like a balance that was created in the universe. Um, they could also, I mean, I, I don't know if they say the Celestials create the Infinity Stones, but they could easily say that Celestials were the things that created the Infinity Stones. I think
3: they did, actually, in that okay, in that flashback cutscene.
2: I can't remember what Wong actually says about like the origin of them. Um, you know, and, and so another piece that that Andrew, I think we had all actually gotten to earlier in that old conflict with the Celestials, the Eternals, and the Deviants. That continent was destroyed um, that had Oceana um, on it. And it's noted that these generals saved as many as they could in that encounter. I think that that draws a pretty clear line to Atlantis, the Atlanteans, and a great origin story for Namor. Um, And I don't know if that's actually in the the canon. I kind of, like, was reading details, and I was like, this is what it sounds like, and I'm going to go with that. And if I'm right, I'm right. And if I'm wrong, whatever, it's speculation. (laughs) Whatever, it's Um, my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, like, I may have just told the exact story that's already being told, or I just may have, like... Even if that's not the history of Namor, at this point, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has built so much that they kind of have to decide what else do they want to build in? Like, do they want to explain why there are Atlanteans or do they just want to say there are Atlanteans? Yeah,
3: they've already they've already started their own continuity. So, yeah, they can keep diverging further and further and it would be less and less offensive if that makes if that's the right word.
2: Namor is already somewhat planted in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because in Iron Man 2, when they were talking about, um, you know, all the recruits for the Avengers project or whatever, there was a dot in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And there was also a dot in, in Africa, which is thought to be Black Panther. But the dot in the Pacific Ocean, I don't know if it says anything on the dot, mm-hmm. but I think that is definitely like that is, you know, that I'm is sure Namor. I'm
3: sure he was one of those names in the like. In the like text scroll in uh Winter Soldier too. they do that.
2: Um all the threats. Yeah, of all the all the the people of interest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh a a child scientist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, that's so that is kind of where where I end up after doing all this research and thinking about the Celestials and where we're at now. I mean, are there are there things that stick out to you guys? Like, do you have thoughts? Do you think any of this is totally bogus? Are you like, man, that Thanos, you know, connection blows my mind, man. That's Andrew talking. That's, that's how, how I, I sounds. <laughs> I, I did like the
3: Thanos draw. I will say I am not. I don't. I would like to see the Celestials and Eternals show up in the um, MCU. I don't know if I want a whole Eternals movie.
2: That's. Oh, you're getting it. That's they're casting. Yeah. it. It just it's it's, it starts filming in August It just
1: feels so different and like not stale isn't the right word but just like I don't know like the whole point of Marvel is like these are actual humans with actual human problems you know with superhuman abilities. It was
3: kind of more like every for me it's like everything is tied back to Earth and like then the things that aren't have a a very good reason for not being like the Asgardians and, Mm -hmm. and then the, the aliens and um, guardians of the galaxy and stuff. But like, I don't know if the eternals come in and we start getting like too deep into like gods and, and shaping history through those gods. It, it loses
1: touch. It just becomes, it becomes transformers because then, yeah, You just have Mm. a bunch of giant fighting robots, and you need you need a main character who's gonna fall in love with a hot chick. So then you have to bring in Shia LaBeouf, and now we just got Transformers. I just
0: like I I guess the way I see it is if they bring in the Eternals and and sort of treat them as this like you know the Eternals are the spark of a lot of these fuses, and like it is the Eternals are the flap of the butterfly wings that causes all this other shit. (laughs) I don't think that the Eternals are going to be what made the spider radioactive that bit Spider-Man or, you know, they're, they're not going to change that. The Hulk is a product of, um, gamma radiation. Like it's, Mm -hmm. they're not going to change those sort of things. But I, I think I see this movie being the MCU's like just ab, like full cutting of the canon from the comic books and saying, all right, we've done it for 10 years. Here's, here's the top, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe canon, and everything else dilutes from this. Uh you I know, could it's the, see that. The full retcon, not like a retcon of the past, but just the breakaway as like, all right, Earth nineteen ninety nine ninety nine 99 is its own thing, and every question you have traces back to this movie, and if it doesn't trace back to this movie, it's brought into the canon on its own.
3: It just strikes, it. the whole thing strikes me as like, Explaining things that don't need to be explained for the sake of explaining them, which like was the problem with the Star Wars prequels and not not something I'm interested in an entire movie of, but would rather get like little little hints thrown
2: at me continually through the movies. And so that's what I was just going to say. So I think that if we go based on what like you just said and what Matt just said, you're you're getting Maybe less, you know, two minute montage cutaways in Guardians of the Galaxy when they say these beings, the Celestials contained this power and they're actually like showing you that I almost envision this to be the origin story of like, you know, the Eternals and like that's great and everything, but it's going to talk about how the Celestials created power in the universe and they're saying the Celestials are the beginning and end of everything. Yeah. And that. You know, maybe this is like Matt said, like this is the foundation of stuff and they're going to say everything else is going to stem from here now that you know what? Here's here's my hope. My hope is that they resolve the Infinity Stones situation and it's maybe it's going to be resolved with like the Eternals somehow being there being like, no, we've watched for a long time and like we're going to get involved now. But once the the Infinity Stones are no longer the pressing MacGuffin of the rest of this series for right now, at least they're going to show how the Celestials maybe created them. You you think it'll be an an Infinity Stones origin story and then they're done with it because we can't chase that MacGuffin for another 10 years. Yeah, then Um, you become the Walking Dead.
3: Yeah, I am. (laughs) I am looking forward to the the headlines of like boycott marvel because they say there's no god the eternals are god <laughs> yeah. or something the same yeah. the same reason they hate like harry potter or whatever it's like
1: well so todd's todd's point brings me to a, a similar thought and, and again i don't know how i feel about it but i feel like we're all kind of done with thanos but like knowing that that there's that very clear connection. I wonder if this would be a Thanos origin story.
2: And it could be be that it definitely. So, I mean, again, like they're all, they're all timeless. I mean, you know what Thor says he's lived for thousands of years. And I mean, if they go off the eternals also living for, you know, millions of years or they can make up whatever timeline they want for the eternals. It doesn't matter. I would say this, if they're doing an eternal storyline, I do not believe it can be done without referencing Thanos. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a less than 0% chance. Um, you know, do they talk? Maybe they'll completely like, they'll really skip over the deviants as far as the, the deviants are a deviant gene. Like some people are just born bad, um, or something. I don't know. That's a weird message to go with. So I kind of want to (laughs) not think about that. We'll we'll workshop. Uh, They leave, they leave eugenics off off the, yeah. the yeah. storyboard. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I think there, I, I do think it's going to have to do with like protecting earth. If that is their origin, because that's what it was. And maybe it's good. It, I don't know. I really do think it's going to have to do more with like the Celestials role because so much now is rumored that Marvel is going to kind of focus on, you know, galaxy wide things on this side mm-hmm. and like more earth based things on this side. And this could be their expanse to be like, no, there is a full galaxy of all this shit. And we've just started to scratch the surface by jumping into different planets. And now we want to explain just how big that actually is and how much power is actually out there. I I just worry that and I know it like they did it
3: pretty well in Guardians of the Galaxy. I just worry that it's going to be like an hour and a half of exposition, like tied together with half an hour of plot. Yeah, um, and and they don't have they don't have James Gunn anymore who does that
2: really well. Like, that's my concern. The the ideal the ideal intro, right? And I'm going to I'm going to paint the picture for you. Um, The ideal intro for the Eternals movie is just like that of the Hercules animated movie. It is exactly the same, three (laughs) Three lines of exposition, song and dance. Everything's explained yep. in eight minutes flat, eight <laughs> minutes flat with a with a chorus. It'll
3: it'll be the first that'll be the first musical entry to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I
1: mean, you joke it, it, it's not it's not so much a joke, it, but it's absolutely true. Because like the thing is, with these these movies, you have to appeal to people that have no idea what they're walking into. Oh, for sure. I mean, for sure, Gar- yeah. Guardians mm-hmm. was a huge risk. It was yeah, like, yeah. I mean, fuck, Iron Man was a huge risk. Like Iron Man yeah. even coming out, like a lot of people didn't know what Iron Man was. So to try to tell this convoluted ass story, which is like basically Marvel's like own book of Genesis is it, it on paper, like the way that it's written now is virtually impossible. Like right. they're going to have to, it's going to be need to be completely different, incredibly mo- like way more streamlined you know have a character that's actually likable it isn't just a bunch of you know mindless robots blowing each other to hell with fire
3: well and that's they'll need they'll need another cast as good mm. as the guardians of the galaxy yeah were
2: when yeah. they yeah. came out well and like, especially think about it this too i mean if this is truly an origin story to the mcu i i really i think it starts with whoever the existing Eternals are right now in the MCU, maybe the one or two that we get to meet almost like telling the story of the origin and then we get the origin yeah. and then it has to cut us back to like normal time. Now
3: I hope they do the exact, the exact um, opening to the princess bride, except it's uh, Tony Stark reading to, uh,
2: to Peter <laughs> Parker.
3: There you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: It, but the thing the thing that I'm thinking is I mean so with the Eternals like is this going to be a thing that's planned to be its own like is this an Eternals trilogy? Like are they going to try and do three movies of the Eternals oh, and God. are those are those are those three movies set before Comet like the time now. Are we positive you know?
3: it's a movie and not a series that'll be on Disney Plus too? Because that's a whole thing. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a movie. That's okay. a really it's, good. I think well, it's,
1: no, Kyle, that's a really good point. And I'm looking at the IMDb right now, and the people that are attached to this, they have screenwriters and a director attached to this. And I mean, not to put these people on blasting like, I'm sure they're talented, but they're they're you know they're no James Gunn. Like they're they don't have a lot to their resumes. They have a lot. It's a lot of like short films, so it very well could be a like. Like a, um, like a Defenders kind of situation.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to find the slated movie lineup because I think they've been pretty quiet about everything that's coming.
3: Because they could have, I mean, because forever and ever, there was talk of a Scarlet Witch movie and that's mm-hmm. now a series on Disney. It's going to be a series on Disney Plus. Like they yeah. could have mm-hmm. concepted it as a movie and now Disney is like, no, we need content for our streaming sh- service and it's really super heady and a lot of exposition, make it a, make it a mini series now or make it a 13 episode run. And if it's good, we'll, we'll continue it kind of thing. Like, um, you know, they, as much as they tell us, they also do keep a lot. They do play a lot close to the vest and like, it could just, it could be a mini series now.
2: So here's, here's what I would say. Um, so I don't think it has been released Yet, um, I'm looking at an article from. Well, I'm looking at a Rotten Tomatoes article from a month ago. Um, I don't think they've released the true film schedule after Infinity War or no. sorry, Endgame. Aside from what we already know, is um, you know Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know we we tend to get three movies a year, two movies a year. Like usually one in spring, one kind of summer, one in fall. And I don't. I don't know when Spider-Man two comes out. Wait, I've actually got it here. Yeah. Uh, July, July 5th. So we've got a summer one and maybe we won't see one for the rest of the year, but I don't think they've actually stated which Marvel movies are the 2020 release mm-hmm. dates. They've got mm-hmm. dates out. They've got, um, a May 1st release and a July 31st release and a November 6th release date marked. And if
1: I had to guess, San Diego comic con is on the 18th of July.
2: That'll probably be your, your, big I was going to say,
1: I think it wasn't, yeah.
3: it wasn't until after Avengers two that we got the big, like here's the breakdown of like what the next four years leading up to infinity wars will look yep. like.
2: And I, and I bet you anything. So I'm going to go with Andrew on that one. If, even if it's not then, but I'm going to say between your answer and Andrew's answer, they are going to release a full slate and, you know, I think we can, I, I don't want to read off the, the rotten tomatoes article to take their guesses, but I mean, um, you know, if they've got, if they've got movies coming up, I mean, there's some pretty obvious. So I know that the guardians had been slated as a release to come out. And once James Gunn was fired, they like shelved pushed it. that way back. It's, um, yeah. it's shelved. It's, um, I, I know they're, I know they're talking about still using the script. Mm. Um, but I mean, I don't know what else traction's got has been there. Um, you know, so I think there's, it'll be a couple solo movies. Um, they won't try and touch another Avengers for a couple years. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure what to expect as far as this being, if it will be a movie, if it will be a series, I think it'll probably be a movie hearing Kevin Feige say that he was a big fan of it. And I'm pretty sure they're casting it like a movie, but again, we won't know until they say here's what well, to I mean, expect. I
3: mean, they're casting they're casting some of these shows on on their like a movie too, like Jon Favreau's um, doing the the Mandalorian TV show. Oh I,
1: yeah, that'll
3: um, be cool. Like the 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 Loki TV show is gonna like that's Tom Hiddleston's like next project is just well they're
2: they're treating it the the comparison that I had heard when they first started talking about it was. Treating them like Game of Thrones-esque. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only they're going to do, like, a, it's a limited run story, yeah. like, you know?
1: And they've got all the budget in the world they can They can afford to... Oh, oh and yeah.
3: Throw yeah, yeah I mean, Disney's, I'm going to sign up for D- Disney's it. Disney's got... I'm going
2: to totally sign up for it. a
3: billion, jillion
2: dollars to make this project work. Like, they're well, going to... and and think about it. We're just talking about the Marvel arm of Disney. Yeah, yeah. Like... That's probably not even their biggest moneymaker. Well, no, not even close. I
3: mean, you've got Star Wars, uh-huh. which made back like doubled the, the four billion they spent on it on the first movie. Um, you've got Disney, which like they've just been printing money with the re-releases, like the
2: remakes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's only going to come out of the vault for a short more
0: time. Well, yeah. and they announced that this week that Disney Plus is going to include the entire Disney Vault unrestricted. Oh my god. So like, oh. Just the amount of subscription money that is going to pour into yeah. disney.llc is going to be disgusting.
1: Yeah, I'm going to subscribe but I'm not going to be happy about it.
2: Gross. Em- embrace the mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that I'll add that and that makes like four subscriptions I pay for now, mm-hmm. so um, that's fine. It's still cheaper than cable. I'll make, I'll make Derek pay for that one. He uses, my he uses my Netflix <laughs> Sh- and Hulu. Shout out, shout out to Derek. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, I mean, if, if that's good to you guys, I think that's a good, a good place to, to end it. Um, unless you have any more crazy speculation you want to make about what role the Eternals will play in the Marvel cinematic universe.
3: Walt Disney is an eternal. <laughs> there you go. I mean, he's, fr- he's frozen underneath, uh, disneyland so he is (laughs) the severed
2: head floating in outer space
3: (laughs) walt disney is nowhere We'll let you know if the podcast continues after the millions of cease and desists oh, Disney man. sends our way out after that <laughs> statement.
2: So we want to thank all of you for listening to this edition of Debate This Lorecast for the Eternals. Um, hopefully this has helped you learn a bit more about a lesser known piece of Marvel that will be entering our lives soon enough. Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate this Cast, and check out our website at debatethiscast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review so more people can hear our ramblings into nerd culture. Until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Kyle Stinky Diver Harper.
1: (laughs) I'm Andrew All Hail the Oligarchy Henderson.
2: I am Matt. All of these stories fit into Dragon Force albums, Cole. (laughs) Saying, if you have an idea for a topic that needs unnecessary details explained, then let us know. And, And also fight us by the swing sets, nerds.
1: The longest motto ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)